love you someday. We're in the end game now. What's up, Weekly Bugle listeners? We're back and better than ever. Avengers Endgame came out, and Jesse... Oh, well, I'm one of the co-hosts, Tyler. And I'm your other host, Jesse. Jesse, I've said since the very beginning that it's Endgame. What did you think when they finally released the title? You know what? I knew it. I knew as soon as we started this podcast, you would talk about how you called Endgame. Everybody out there, I've been having to listen to this shit for the past week on and off. Not that bad, I guess. I'm exaggerating. But Tyler has been blowing me up about how he called Endgame. Because I shot it down. But I shot it down because the Russos specifically said that it would not be the title. But In the Russos' defense, they can't say, yeah, you guys guessed the title really early, like two years before the movie comes out. Good job. They can't yeah. say that. Well, I know, but you can always be like, hey, I can't confirm or deny any of the titles. You know, you I, I get it. I don't blame them. Like, I'm not mad at them for it. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of weird just because they had this title in so much mystery. And they've even said, I think Feige was the one that said, oh, no, the, the title isn't going to be as crazy as you're expecting. And But just for them to shoot down Endgame, it just, I don't know. It seemed kind of weird. I still like the title. I think it's a great title. So I have nothing wrong with it. Oh, it's a great title because I got it right. Yeah. Okay. We can move on. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on. Let's jump right into Avengers Endgame, that is. That's the title, Endgame, which I got right. Good lord. Um, <laughs> prepare for the whole podcast to be like this. <laughs> so it starts off like basically like you get an entire scene with Tony kind of talking to his Iron Man helmet, basically talking to Pepper. Um, is Tony going to die here, Jesse? You know, I've been going back and forth on it, and I'm going to say yes and no. And here's what I'm thinking is I think he is going to die here, but I think, you know, as we get more into our theories and everything with this trailer, I think they'll bring him back somehow just with whether it's quantum realm or time hey, travel. Hold that, hold that thought. Uh, to all our podcast listeners, this is pure speculation this entire podcast is mostly going to 90 percent is going to be speculation we don't know anything that's going to happen in this this uh next avengers in-game movie i just wanted to clarify this and um i do have some stuff from the infinity gauntlet comic so it's gonna be a little spoilers there i just wanted a warning ahead of time sorry to interrupt you no i think you're good i think while we're talking you know things to expect from this episode I know I want to talk about different uh, leaks and maybe set photos that we had heard about or seen from the past year and kind of talk about those. So their set photos are definitely potentially spoilers, so bear that in mind as we get into that. Um, so there there could be some, I would probably say some light to moderate spoilers just for everyone out there just to be aware but yeah, this is pretty much going to be all speculation. This trailer ended up with more mysteries than answers. So yeah, we're it's going to be very speculation heavy, but I'd say with some evidence. We're not going to just be pulling things out of our asses, I, I don't think. But um, yeah, as far as I would say, the, I, I said we're not pulling anything out of our asses, but I'm kind of feeling like there's not a whole lot of evidence to back up my idea that Tony would die here. But it just seems kind of weird that he would be saved in this scenario because we're starting off. I'm expecting this to be somewhat early in the movie. Just, 
just because it's right after presumably him and Nebula have left. And I would say, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but I don't know who would save him or just would kind of feel kind of cliche if some like Captain Marvel just flew over, you know, after he just had this sad talk to his helmet to Pepper and someone just saves him out of nowhere, like when he has like less than a day to live. Do you feel like that? What do you think? Do you think he'll live? Oh, I think he's definitely going to live. I actually wrote down uh, four people that could possibly save Tony. Because I, I don't think you can't kill Tony off. Like, how anticlimactic would it be for Iron Man, who kicked off this MCU that we're so lucky to have, for him to just kind of wander off in space and die of hunger? Well, it's anticlimactic. And I think it's. Uh, not a single bad message, but it's just, it's disrespectful if that's how they want to kill the great Tony Stark out of the thing. Now, I understand that you did say that they kill him and then go back in time to bring him back. But just to kind of throw this, like, in defense, I guess, play devil's advocate, the picture, one of the pictures that was released where they're rebuilding the whole New York uh, Avengers 1 set, um, Tony has a lot of salt and pepper in his hair. He has, like, grays, so... I, I don't think he's going to go back in time and still be, like, gray because I'm pretty sure his hair was, like, jet black during that whole Avengers, uh, the first Avengers that we have. Right. Go ahead. You are going to say something? Oh, I like, the, I like the train of thought that you're getting on. I was just going to say, as far as Tony dying here, I don't think either of us believe that by the end of this movie he's going to be dead and be dead for, for the rest of, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But one of the quotes that Tony says during this trailer, as he's speaking to Pepper, is part of the journey is the end. So to me, that seems a little bit symbolic towards something. It could just be a meta line towards, you know, the phase of what we know is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, phase three ending. But it could also be about Tony in the sense, you know, like you said, he started the MCU and, you know, this could be an end for him. In a sense, at least, I would be surprised if he fully died in this movie. But I mean, they've they've caught us off guard before. Oh, absolutely. So back to what I was saying. Real quick, here's a little Easter egg. Um, he's wearing a beater, a black beater, and underneath it, he has an arc reactor, which is in his kind of chest. It's a callback to Iron Man One. I don't know if you caught that. Iron Man Did One is in that? the the movie. Yes. <laughs> when he's like trapped in the cave. Right. So it's a little callback to that. So the four people I have to save Tony, um, first hey, one before being Pepper you, Before you get too far into that, you know he had the arc reactor in Infinity War, right? Are you saying like it's a different yeah. one or? No, no, no. He did have the arc reactor. I'm saying like him sitting in the spaceship wearing like a black beater is a callback to oh, Iron Man. Oh, I see. I, I was focusing on the arc reactor. Not the no, no, not the just, black tank. I, okay. I was just saying he has an arc reactor in his chest because he had like a arc, uh, like a homemade jank arc reactor in his chest in Iron Man One. Gotcha. Okay, I see where you're going. Go ahead and continue. So, person one, Pepper Potts. Uh, in the comics, she takes on a role called Rescuer, which she, um, so I think she could use potential Iron Man armor to help get him home from space. Um, she also has you know Stark Industries behind her. Uh, and we also saw a leak set photo earlier last year, I think it was, where she is wearing an 
um, something similar to the rescuer uh, Iron Man suit in the from the comics. Um, so that's one. Number two is Wong. Maybe Tony gets a message out to him and he can teleport him to Earth. Very unlikely, but I did hear that. Um, number three, Captain Marvel. I know you did say Cap it's very un how anticlimactic it would be if Captain Marvel is just kind of flying through space. But maybe everybody thinks she's in the quantum realm. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's actually hunting Kree and or Skrill, excuse me, in space. So she could come across Tony and help him out. Last one is uh, Tony himself. He uh, Tony's a genius. He got himself out of a cave by himself with scrap metal. He could figure something out to, like, you know, get back to space. And not only that, it's actually rumored. It's not, like, confirmed. But when Tony's having that speech where he's talking to the helmet, you might be able to see the Milky Way in the back. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you heard that. I hadn't heard that one. And I guess we should also say, you know, obviously we're, it's, what, maybe about a week since the trailers come out. So, yeah. Yeah, we've just like you. I'm sure our listeners have have watched different YouTube videos and different podcasts on this. So we wanted to kind of be up to date a little bit on what the different theories are going around. So we will be talking about them. I'd say a little bit in depth, even though they may not be ones that we're you know f fully agree with, but we may touch on them. So yeah, just um, yeah, just we're trying to be up to date with that since we are a little bit later on the trailer. But as you were saying, I like all of these that you've listed as different options. And I think there's a couple that I do want to talk about. I'm glad you brought up Rescue and, you know, that leaked, I guess, leaked uh, photo of Pepper Potts, you know, Pepper in the... Yeah. yeah in, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow in that blue armor for Rescue. And during this recording... You know, Tony Stark even says, uh, I'm trying to find the exact one, but he mentions the word rescue. He uses the word rescue in his speech while he's talking to Pepper, Pepper like no hope of rescue or something along those lines. So it could just be kind of a wink wink towards towards that. Still, I, I think the reason that I think Tony might, you know, be saved later on or, you know, he may die first and then maybe they go back and save him in some sort of alternate way is these wouldn't feel as cliche. I don't think because they would have a reason if maybe pepper, I it's time travel to me is such a, a weird one for movies just because it makes me so nervous that they're going to lean too heavily on it. So even in theories, but it would, I could see it happening if rescue or pepper pots has, you know, this message and, you know, maybe is able to prepare for Tony almost dying and, you know, now and after she's able to save Tony this time using rescue. Because otherwise, if he sends her this message, I don't know that there's any way that, first off, that it would get to her in time, let alone her be able to get coordinates and fly over to him. And then, same with Captain Marvel. Real, Go ahead. Um, remember in Infinity War, when he was leaving basically like Earth's atmosphere... Um, he kind of lost like connection, so I don't think he could uh, send his message to Earth because he's kind of in space. We don't know where he is in space right now. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I'm assuming he's recording this message in hopes that one day somebody will find the ship and they'll be able to give this message to Pepper. Because you're right, yeah, it did cut out. So I don't, I don't think he can send any messages. But 
yeah, with that being said, it's the same with Captain Marvel. I don't know how she would be able to track him. And yeah, I texted you earlier a little bit about a possible theory I have as to how she could. That gives it a little bit more credence in my uh, in my idea for the whole Captain Marvel idea. Did you want to talk about that yeah. now, Tyo? Yeah, yes, lead right okay. to Captain Marvel. So in the trailer, while Tony's giving this this speech to Pepper, we get that that wide shot of his Tony's ship just kind of coasting through space, you know, just kind of adrift. And behind it, you can see, I don't know how exactly to describe it, but it's like a big blue ball of light in the like back. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, I know you think, so basically what I'm thinking is this might be more than just some sort of cosmic light. And when I was kind of Google searching and looking, it looks a lot like images that I'm finding of white holes, which we know are what Captain Marvel can use to go binary. So I don't know if there's some sense that maybe this is hinting, you know, maybe she can locate him through that using that white hole energy. It's kind of a reach maybe, or it's, you know, this is later in the movie and they're able to find him. I don't know. You think it's the quantum energy, which I could also see a little bit. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, um, in the trailer, I feel like it's made to look like it is uh, Tony, the ship that Tony's on, or the Guardian's ship. But I actually think it's, it could, if, so this, this podcast, I'm going to contradict myself because, you know, there's so many things that could happen in this, like, Captain Marvel could be in space the entire time. Captain Marvel could be in the quantum realm. We just, we don't know. And this is going to be the first time I contradict myself where she could possibly be in uh, the quantum realm with the spaceship. And that's how she comes across Scott Lang, maybe. So I think this is more because I don't think uh, Marvel's known for like, you know, showing us something that's not really there. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So, like, Infinity War, the trailer, we see Hulk running next behind uh, Captain and uh, Falcon and uh, War Machine are flying. And Winter Soldier, White Wolf, is running to the left. And um, the Black Panther's on the right. Well, when the movie actually happened, we didn't see the Hulk at all. So, like, that's just a fake scene. So, why would they show us this scene of Iron Man kind of drifting in space? when we already know he's in space. I feel like that's a useless scene to show us. So right. it's, it's, I feel it's more than likely uh, Captain Marvel kind of flying through the quantum realm, trying to uh, come back to Nick Fury's distress call. It could be. I don't know if Captain Marvel needs a ship, though, because she can just fly through. Yeah, you're right. But, like, in the comics, she travels with her cat, uh, I forget the cat's name. I think it's Goose. Uh, yeah, in the movie, it's going to be Goose. Chewie. In the comics, she travels with Chewie. So why not travel? be traveling with Chewie? Why, you know, maybe... Plus, if she's doing so much traveling, you're right, she can fly. But if she's doing so much traveling, she needs a place to sleep at night, a place to eat. You know, she's not going to be just flying, you know, from one part of the time to another part of the time to another part of the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's going to take it. She has to sleep and rest. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it, in the image or the video in the trailer, it the ship to me looks like it really is just coasting. Like you don't see any kind of thrusters or anything on. No lights are on. It really looks like it's just kind of a 
It's just kind of floating. So for me, I would still believe it. We're going to get into plenty of images or parts in the trailer that I do think could be, I don't know, tampered with essentially, because like you were saying, they could easily doctor this trailer and things could be different. I think there's a strong chance that a lot of these images in the trailer aren't what they appear to be. And two, we have, you know, they've said that as one of the ways to try to prevent leaks from coming out, they film fake scenes. You know, if I was somebody, you know, in charge of Marvel Studios or whatever, I would probably suggest like, hey, you know, we're putting all this money into fake scenes. Why don't we put some of them in the trailer too? You know, it's it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if that would be something that they're going at. So that would also explain why so much in this trailer doesn't really make any damn sense. So that's the that's the real tricky part with trying to figure things out. So yeah, time will tell what exactly ends up happening, but I can totally see your point with that. I think I'm going to have to stick on this one with it being Stark's ship. The interesting thing to me too is, or um, I'm just going to refer to it as Tony's ship just because he's on it. Bro, he's not a space pirate. He can't just steal shit. It's his now. There ain't no Star-Lord. So I'm going to, yeah, just for everyone, I'm probably going to refer to it as Tony's ship. Or maybe I'll try Guardian's ship. Either way. No, no, you, I'm just giving you a hard time. You can call it what you want. All right. Then it's Tony's ship. But um, also, we haven't talked a whole lot on Nebula, because Nebula's on that ship with him. But we haven't seen a whole lot of her or her interactions, because... So I would assume that Nebula would be the one that could pilot this ship. So I agree. So it's interesting to wonder why ex- what happened to the ship that it can't fly, because there would have to be some sort of malfunction or something beyond what they can fix or that they have the resources to fix. Because Nebula should be able to handle it otherwise. You're right. Um, maybe I know in one of the Guardians movies they actually ran out of like fuel, so it's possible that they, you know, the Guardians did go all the way to Titan, and before that they went to nowhere. So maybe simply as running out of fuel is why they're kind of just drifting about right now. But you're right. We haven't spoke about Nebula yet. Um, it's actually interesting because Tony's talking about. You know, he's run out. He ran out of food and water four days ago. Um, he'll run out of oxygen tomorrow. Um, Nebula, being like 80, 90 percent robot, she doesn't need oxygen, food, and water. That's not a big deal to her because she's mostly robot now. You think that's like, like she kind of like, oh, here, Tony, take the extra rations of food because you know, I don't have a stomach any longer. Are you suggesting that she's fattening up Tony so that she can eat him later? Uh, if she's a cannibal, yes. Okay. But if she's not a cannibal... But just to clarify, we did see Nebula attempting to eat in Guardians 2 when she kept trying to eat that onion or whatever oh, that yeah, was. Oh, yeah, it wasn't right. Yes, we kept talking about that joke. So Nebula does need to eat, but like, but maybe not as much since she, since she is mostly robot. Yeah, I consider her primarily robot. I was going to talk about that a little bit, it's still kind of tough to speculate on what exactly she needs to survive. I know for, without a doubt, she can survive way longer than Tony can because she basically is oh, a robot. Power cord. So, yeah, we'll see. Do you say not without her power cord? 
I thought you were going to say a no. I was not going to say a <laughs> No, she. Um, yeah, I think she could last for quite a while. I imagine she's worried too because she's just floating through there too, hoping somebody comes and saves them. Yeah, and that would be pretty morbid too to have to. Yeah, just be stuck in that ship with a dead Tony Stark. So with this rotting body. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. And speaking of Nebula scenes in the trailer, she has two very quick ones. One where we just see her kind of just standing in the ship and then the other one is she's she has her hand on somebody's shoulder which we can assume would be Tony Stark and see that's like the easy assumption of it being Tony. I I I feel like with Marvel we have to try to think outside of the box. I didn't put too much effort into this scene, but I know everybody has said it's Tony. I just kind of feel like it's not going to be Tony though. It's going to this scene could possibly come later in the movie after Tony and Nebula are rescued. So, I I don't think it's Tony, but I don't have like a solid like this is who it is. Maybe they travel back to um whatever uh the soul gym was and they recover uh um, Zoe Zendel, Grimora's body, and she's like rubbing her body, her uh, her shoulder or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we have to think outside the box for this. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it looked like they were wearing black and they were buckled into the seat. So I yeah, I have some ideas. I couldn't see the facial hair from the shot, so I couldn't say, oh yeah, that's definitely Tony. But I mean, he's more goatee, so it's just the side of his. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see a goatee or facial. No, hair. neither did I. That's what I was saying. Or you can see a chin a little bit, but that's about it. So my thoughts were that could just be earlier on, you know, they're drifting. But if he's buckled into the seat, I would imagine that they were trying to fly or maybe he fell asleep. But it could also be, you know, he just, that's after he dies. Because there's also um, the line, you know, Cap has, he's saying things over the video while this is going and pretty much each line cap says coordinates with different characters, which we'll talk more about, but yeah, he says, uh, cap says we lost friends. And while he's saying this is while Nebula is touching the shoulder of this person, presumably this is the loss of somebody. And that's why I would say that it's Tony. That makes sense to me just because we both know that I think now that, you know, Tony will die, but then, you know, be brought back in some other way. But that's how I took that. But I, because I don't know who else that could be. And it looked like it was still the same ship. You, I mean, you could be onto something. I just said, like I said, I just think we have to think outside the box. Oh, I agree. But I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Steve, because let's move on to Steve. What is his plan? Because he had that one, that, uh, that quote when he's talking to Natasha, a.k.a. Black Widow, which gives me goosebumps anytime he hears her. Like, not goosebumps, but it pumps me up. When she says, uh, what if it doesn't work? He goes, I know it is, because I don't know what we're going to do if it doesn't. I love that scene, because you can see how, like, Chris Evans is acting his motherfucking ass off on this scene. Yep. <laughs> I love it. So, what is his plan? That's the big question, because that's, I've been trying to figure that out, too. And I really don't know. I feel like we don't have enough pieces yet to really put this together. And the best that I can think at this point is that this is after they've reunited with Scott Lang and they have some sort of quantum plan. 
but it's yeah. it's still kind of tough because during that scene we see cap pull out his compass i believe that was a compass you know with peggy carter's picture on it so, yes which we haven't seen since winter soldier see, and Go that's ahead, important though. too you know if they're bringing these relics back is you know peggy carter we haven't seen in quite a while it makes me think that maybe they're giving us visuals to expect later on you know we've seen a lot of uh, leaks or rumors about different characters that we haven't seen in the movies for a while that may return. Maybe Peggy is one in some case. I think that'd be really cool to see. Also with Crossbones, it, he actually Frank actually confirmed it that he is returning in a flashback scene. He said he can talk about it because he's no longer under Marvel contract. I'm sure you've heard or read that. I had heard that, yeah. Um, just before we started this podcast, I actually was watching this video um, the actress who plays Peggy was actually seen on set. Um, it wasn't like a big thing, but she was seen like, I don't know if it was on set. They said, I don't remember the exact quote. If it was on set. Arthur, she was in the same city during a time when it was filmed. Like they were in Atlanta were filming. She was seen around Atlanta when the, uh, a certain uh, parts of it was filmed. Um, and she also posted something like on her Instagram during infinity shoot, infinity war shoot. So it kind of like uh, hinted it's that it would have a maybe a comeback in this movie also. I would believe it, especially if this is presumably an ending for Captain America, because the Russos have said, you know, this may not be the end for Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, and that that would make more sense when we see the movie. So, yeah, no idea exactly what that is yet, but this could be an ending of sorts for Captain America. So it would stand to reason that we may see more things from his past crop up to kind of finalize that story arc for us. And I think Peggy would be a good way about that. I also bet that means we're not going to get any more Sharon Carter romance. Because that probably won't. That would be kind of weird now. If um, they do bring back Peggy. I hope we don't get any Sharon Carter just because that's her like long time niece or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I've seen people get really bothered about that. It doesn't bother me too much. Maybe that's weird. We shouldn't dive into that too much. So we shouldn't bother why it doesn't dive. Well, we shouldn't dive in why it doesn't bother you. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I don't want there to be any kind of weird <laughs> ideas as to why that could be. I don't know. It just didn't bother me. It was like okay, yeah, it's just like a new Peggy. I don't know. We'll keep going. Yeah, let's keep pushing through. <laughs> so, um, yeah, did you know that Steve was wearing the Winter Soldier outfit that he wore in Winter Soldier? Yeah, and I think that makes sense because you know he got rid of or he, you know, ripped the star and everything off of his previous one, and he's not Nomad anymore. R.I.P. the beard. But <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine that the Winter Soldier outfit's the next one that he has readily available to put on, or maybe that's still in that Avengers headquarters because we see them go back there. I also, but um, um I, real quick before you jump get too far on this, mm-hmm. I also saw that uh, maybe they really thought too much about this, and um, he's wearing the Winter Soldier outfit because they're about to time travel to that time error, right? And that's why we get a Frank flashback or a Crossbones flashback, and he's wearing this not to mess up the like time, the time like continuum or something. Yeah, that's a neat idea. I like that. Now, Natasha is wearing 
a black outfit, which I, I think has been pretty consistent throughout all of her appearances. So over hair and Infinity War in red and everything else. Oh, you know that is true. So I don't know if that really messes with that theory at all, because she would be blonde when she should be red haired. Correct. If they're running into that, but that Maybe is an interesting point to me. G wagon that they're driving, and uh, only you know Steve gets out. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I still don't know what their plan is, and presumably if Cap's looking at a compass, I imagine it's more than to just look at Peggy. I imagine they're trying to actually get like a direction of where they're is, supposed to go. Is that a compass or was it a clock, like a watch, a pocket watch? Um, I'll, let me check again. All right. So I'll while you're you. yeah, while yeah. you're talking, I'll go ahead. And... So my idea of what the uh, Cap's plan is is you you mentioned that Scott Lang has come back, which I absolutely agree with. Scott Lang's come back. I have some kind of gut feeling that Captain Marvel is in that little scene where he's maybe standing next to him saying like, hey, it's me, you know, Scott Lang, Ant-Man. I know you know Ant-Man. I feel like Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, is kind of standing next to him, or maybe she's in the van and we just can't see it. And uh, they kind of cropped her out of it. That's what my guts tell me but I'm not 100% certain on that whole scene but I do agree that they're going to do some kind of time space travel uh, where you know they're going to where they go back and try to get the, uh, the the time stone so they can use that to help them go back in time easier because I feel like that would be a whole lot easier than time traveling through the quantum realm any kind of uh, answer yet Jesse? Uh, I'm still looking it up. Of course, my internet died right as I was trying to pull that up, or at least on my on my Xbox is what I'm trying to watch on. But um, as you, so, you were saying you think they'll get their hands on the time stone. So yeah, I do think it has to be the time stone. The time stone has to be the first stone they they get because if we look at the other stones that um, that are you know the other five six stones, I don't remember how many are. How many are there? Are there five? There's yeah, six or five other ones. Five other. So there's six total stones. Right. Yeah, I'm like needing to clarify this. This should be such a no-brainer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's six. It's like one on each finger, and then like one. Well, yeah. So I I thought there was five. How many infinities? Um. Anyway, so credibility up, down the tank. Yeah, six stones. Okay. Six stones. Oh okay, so there's six stones. So <laughs> sorry, podcast listeners. So time stone. There's the power stone, space stone. Uh, oh, mind you want to stone, name them off? soul stone, and uh, the last Did one you say, is a mind. Yeah, I said mind. Okay, we should just keep going. There's six all right. Stones. Yeah, we'll just pu- we'll just push straight through this part. But anyway, so I think none of the other stones will be as beneficial as time stone. With the time, be- reality stone is the last one. Yeah, with the, uh, I named them all. Thanks. <laughs> with that, <laughs> but I think they do have to get the time stone first, just because it would help the whole time traveling part become a lot easier with the time stone i agree i think that is the strongest one so you think at the end of this movie or you know a big part of this is them going to be recollecting the stones and using that against thanos yes so i know we've discussed this but i don't think we discussed this on the podcast there is a reddit user um that leaked a bunch of stuff going into infinity war um red skull is going to appear they said hulk wouldn't be in the movie uh Gamora knew where the Soul Stone was, and it was just little things like that. I think they said Thanos killed Gamora, but it was things like that. 
and it like boosted their credibility. It's like, well, damn, how you know this person has to be inside Marvel because nobody thought Red Skull was popping up, right? And so they um, they released another thing saying that they uh, they were going to go back through and get the Infinity Stones, and Hulk was going to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, really? After, oh man! After he became after he became Professor Hulk, and he loses the arm in the process of doing this. Okay. So, um, I just so I I do think they have to go back and uh, at least get the time stone. Yeah, we we should also say that 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 Reddit leak is you know not confirmed to be true. I still no. take that. It, I know you like definitely he has the credibility behind him if like what you say is true and he got all those Infinity uh, War things right. I hope that this isn't fully true, just because I kind of hate knowing those things from like reddit leaks often but um i don't know it, it also just sounds weird that hulk would like take his arm off i don't know i don't, I don't think he's gonna take an arm off per se but or I think he get, his arm. huh or he's gonna lose his arm essentially. yeah like you know infinity gauntlet is such a strong object to wield so i think he loses it in the process but then um, that'd be like the end of hulk no because what if they go back in time and get a different hulk I guess that's why time stuff makes me nervous because it just like loses all sense of consequence in these. Yeah. So, I mean, even in the even in the set photo leaks, we saw Loki, which I don't think that they're bringing Loki back to life. You know, after after Infinity War, I think that will just be in the past. So it'll be nice to kind of see Loki pop back up. But. Yeah, I just don't want the time. I think at the end, if they do use the stones to ultimately, you know, take over Thanos and undo or fix things, I think mm-hmm. they have to end it by destroying the stones. I've, I've seen that that theory pop up, and I think that absolutely is the way that it has to go because I think constantly in the background, you know, as we go through bigger movies, people are always going to ask, oh, why didn't they try to use the time stone here? You know, why didn't they grab the power stone I think I don't think they can, I don't think they can destroy the stones. I mean, I'm not saying that it can't be destroyed because we've seen one be destroyed. Right. I don't think they should destroy them because you know a lot of what Doctor Strange's power comes from is the Eye of Agamotto, which is part of the Time Stone. So you're gonna like it's like that cripples Doctor Strange immensely. And if they do decide to bring Vision back, he's part of the Mind Stone. I think we have to separate them in different squadrons of the galaxy um you know maybe not keep two on earth or if we do keep two on Earth, we have to keep them like under lock and key but you know i do think that they i don't think they can they should destroy them though i but, think that they've gone to lengths to show that things can exist without the stones so just like for things that you brought up like i, I know you you also clarified this that we have seen stones destroyed but the fact that they've gone and shown that stones can be destroyed with a strong enough power source or one similar to them scarlet witch in this scenario um shows that it's possible you know doctor strange can i think still be powerful without the time stone because other people with stones are he's like on level with them where if you take the stones away altogether it's doctor strange's mind i think that makes him more powerful than everyone no, but it bumps him up to another level. I agree, but who's? But if you take the stones away, like every, I don't know. I think it enhances him. Of course, it would enhance anyone. 
but you know he has to fight Thanos, who also has stones. Or he didn't even fight Thanos with the Time Stone. No, he didn't use the I mean, Time Stone. He used it to, you know, create a, you know, a decision. We've, I've heard a lot about chess and Endgame being a chess phrase, and I think that's a big, a big deal for Doctor Strange's character in Infinity War and in Avengers Four, because this is kind of a chess match between Doctor Strange and Thanos. So, but I think. I don't think it's necessary to have the stones in there. And you said Vision. They've also mentioned how Vision, you know, Shuri can find a way to get the stone detached from his head and he'll be functional without it. So I think, I think from a, like a storytelling and movie making perspective, I don't think they can have the stones exist without people constantly talking about it. I mean, even now, you know, we introduced Captain Marvel to these movies and people are like, well, why wasn't she there in Avengers one? You know, it's just constantly something Marvel has to fight with this continuity that they've built. And it's good that they're able to do that. But I think with something like the infinity stones on the table, I think it's just leaving that door open for all those different issues. And I've mentioned that I don't like the idea of time constantly being manipulated. If they can get rid of that time stone. That would help. So real quick, um, you mentioned that Endgame is a, a chess game phrase. It is a chess game phrase. One of the few pieces left on the board. Um, so just to clarify that part, because I got interested in that part. Um, but I think we digressed a lot. We should jump back onto this uh, this trailer. Yeah, I, I think it's all still relevant. I mean, these are all things that we're talking about. But I, I well, think yeah, yeah. where do we trail off essentially from where you wanted around um, like Cap's plan? Yeah, Cap's plan. I think we did discuss Cap's plan a little. A did little you bit. have any other comments about Cap's plan? Would you? It's um. Anything else you? Thought? No, I was just uh, talking about you know the compass was the big thing, which I don't know if we even clarified. It is a compass. Uh, I looked it up. I pulled it up on the TV. It's tough to see if you're looking at it on your phone, but if you can pull it up on on a TV or something uh, bigger scale, you can definitely tell that it's a compass. Looks like it's pointing about I'd say northeast ish. Um, so if they're needing a compass. Maybe Wakanda would be a, a place that I would think you would need a compass in order to locate it because you probably need to know that you're about to fly into these trees and they are the right trees and you're not about to crash. Uh, I don't know. They use the the ship and the shift and, you know, two degrees down or whatever. I don't think you need a compass when they're flying the ship. Yeah, I mean, I, Cap wasn't flying. I don't know. I'm I, just... I think it's just a compass. is just so he could look at Peggy again. It, it very well could be. It could be as simple as that. I just don't want to stop it at a simple i mean you said you know you have to think outside of the box for these not that these are necessarily out of the box ideas but it's i don't know it's just interesting he's had i think it definitely is mainly a callback to event like Mm -hmm. captain america one when he was using yeah the first avenger but it's it's just interesting i mean the ship is it's only him and black widow so this could be the beginning maybe they're about to go track down hawkeye no, yeah, that's a possible, uh, very. No, you're right. I, I, I like that idea. Um, I didn't think about them tracking down Hawkeye, at least not yet. But before we get to Hawkeye, I think we should hit Thanos real quick because Thanos has a very smart part in it. Very smart, not small part, not smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so Thanos, he's retired now. He's living on his farm. Uh, you can see he's using his armor as Scarecrow. 
as a scarecrow, which is a callback to the Infinity Gauntlet. And in, um, it was and, uh, we could see it briefly in Infinity in War. Infinity. Yes, I was just getting ready to say that part also. Uh, so my question to you, is this a tease that Thanos is a shell of himself? I like that that metaphor. I could see that. Um, I think it's mostly a, a callback. I think Thanos... I can see what you're saying. He may not be as determined anymore. I mean, he's already won. He's already achieved his goal yeah. of what he wanted. So now he's essentially going to be on the back foot playing defense if the Avengers have any kind of way to turn this around. So it could be that he's not as strong. I think he's still a strong character, obviously, but he, his motivation may be lost a little bit because he doesn't have that defined goal anymore. And I mean, it, I think there's a lot of questions as to where he even is. You know, what planet is this? It's definitely very green, very beautiful, but he's there by himself. You know, he's not looking at planets that he's saved, essentially. I've seen some theories saying that he's gone back in time to like before Titan was destroyed and before people were there. I don't know about that one. What was that? I think he's in the soul gym. You think he's in the soul gym? Yeah, right before, um, excuse me, right before he te- right before he teleports away, Thor has his hammer in him. You can clearly see Doctor Sh- not Doctor Strange, excuse me, Thanos heal himself, and then go into the portal. It has to be slow motion, but you can see that. And I think he kind of went back into the soul gym. Yeah, I don't. And I think it also explains why he saw Baby Gamora. Yeah, I think that's man. That's a whole other topic on itself because that is a. That is an interesting one, too, which I guess just briefly, I would say you could be right because we've talked about it before where I've shot down your ideas and they end up being right. So I'm trying to temper that a little bit. So I can see how that could be just because it is so nice. It could be like a dream of his. But I think if he's in, it would almost, I I don't know that he could be in another dimension exactly. I would think that he would want to, you know, gaze upon you know, this world that he saved and maybe be a part of it. Well, he did it to the universe. Right. And um, with me being right with the Gamora, not the Gamora thing, the in-game title. Uh-huh. That is what you're referring to, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, soul, I don't think he's in the soul gem um, because it okay. looks totally different. <laughs> I think the soul gem, they're going to stick with the aesthetic of it being an orange of that like orange hue almost or almost just like very isolated. Okay. So I don't, I think he is on a physical planet somewhere. I just don't know when I don't know that it would necessarily be, you know, back in time just because his family from Titan are, or like they're, they're eternals, you know, hence the movie name. So they've been there for a long time. I guess he could predate them somehow, but the last thing I want to mention about Thanos... Sorry, go, go ahead. No, I was pretty much ending. You can go ahead and keep going. The last thing I want to mention about Thanos is he still is wearing the gauntlet. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it, it's tough to tell just from the lighting, but it looks like it is damaged still, so it hasn't... I, I think we kind of assumed that it would be beyond repair there. I'm sure all the stones and the gauntlet still works, at least, at least yeah. to an extent. But I wonder if now it's kind of like burnt onto his hand. I don't know if he can take that gauntlet off. So here's a question. I know we're going to digress a little bit with this, but 
if Thanos, if they go back in time and they get the the time stone, does Thanos lose the time stone right there? Does it like just disappear off of his uh, his gauntlet? See, that's the interesting bit. Is I don't know how that would end up working because we could get a situation where we're talking parallel universes, and you know somehow they're able to assemble their own gauntlet, the Avengers I'm talking about, and kind of go Infinity Gauntlet versus Infinity Gauntlet. Which could be a route. I still think that almost raises too many questions and maybe too many, yeah. too many things going on. So also, the uh, redditor that released all the information last time about Infinity War, they also said the Avengers will build their own Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, I've seen that move around too. I mean, in that leak, to, is it one of those to where Thanos also has a gauntlet, or is it to where the Avengers yeah. get their their own? Like Thanos doesn't get I think it. the Avengers, I think the Avengers get their own Infinity Gauntlet and the Hulk wields it. Right, but does Thanos still have his gauntlet? I would imagine so. Because that could be interesting if but then it's like I I'm still of the mind that the infinity stones have to go at the end of this. And I know you disagree, but you know, if they do have to do that then I feel like it's not just five stones that you have to get rid of now. It's, you know, stones from every parallel universe, which just sounds too much. And then you get all these parallel people. I don't know. I have thoughts on a parallel universe as well, just because we've seen that with Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, how she's able to phase in and out of different, different universes like that. So I can see it happening. It's so complicated that it's really hard to nail down what exactly is happening and what is going to happen. I think in this trailer we got a lot of early film footage, like um, like from the beginning or early parts of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you agree? Yeah, no, I definitely agree because we do see a lot of stuff that you know they're settling right after Infinity War, and we're supposed to. It's Infinity War is supposed to take place a couple years after the. Uh, the decimating, which is what they're calling decimating, the is decimation, decimating? I think, yeah, decimation. Yeah, that's what they're calling the snap. And so, this, I, I think you're right. I think it's right after that, and then you know we're gonna get like five years later, kind of thing, where that's when they start to figure out their plan to bring back people. Maybe I, I, I thought that too. I thought it was gonna be a big time jump after seeing this trailer. It, it seems like we're only talking like a few weeks, maybe. At least presently, they could jump around I, quite a yeah. bit during the movie, but to start, I think it's going to be, you know, pretty soon after Infinity War. At least from what I can tell. I mean, do you? Is, yeah. Do you think that too, or do you like? I, do you think it's going to start with a big time jump, or are they just going to bounce around? I, think it, I don't know if they're going. I I well, if it is time travel, they are going to bounce around, but I don't know if they're going to. I think I would honestly like them to start off right there where it ended you know cap still sitting there uh over vision's dead body kind of i wanted to start right there and then take us there you know take us them going back to new york to avengers headquarters and then we get our five years later i want i want to see like how they react to like to losing because we haven't seen them lose yet yeah i agree oh also another thing we haven't talked about as being important is um I hate the name of this, but Tony Stark's barf tech is we've seen that 
potentially being very important in Avengers 4. And we've seen it, uh, I think, in set photos for Avengers 4. So for our listeners, what's the bark tech, Jesse? So if you remember in Captain America Civil War, one of the earlier scenes is Tony Stark demonstrating this barf technology. What is it? Um, I don't think I can remember the name. Bio-augmented retroactive framing or something like that. And yeah, so basically you can interact with your memories from the past. He, Tony Stark, demonstrates a memory, his last memory of him and his parents together. But in his barf tech, you can't change anything that happens. You can... It's almost just like a VR experience. You just kind of are there with it. So what could happen, I think the idea is that it'll combine somehow with quantum technology and you'll be able to, or Tony Stark, maybe somebody else, other big minds in the Marvel universe will manage to implement it in a way that they can maybe go back in time, but actually change things. So I think that's the idea that's going on. And I would say it's it's got to play a role somehow. Otherwise, that's a totally pointless scene to even bring up in Civil War. They could have totally skipped that or done something totally different. So I definitely think that that will play a part. And I don't understand it now because it's way too over my head. But I believe that those theories are right, that it is going to be used somehow with the quantum realm. No, that's a great idea. I hadn't even thought about the barf tech. So... You know, kudos to you for bringing that back. Uh, uh, I got it from other people, so I can't even claim that one. Bro, you have to start claiming stuff. I can't claim it if it's, if I'm like, I've, we've said that we've listened to other YouTube videos, so, and like, I, it's so annoying because I'll go and I'll try to, you know, review the trailer, break things down, come up with these series, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then I pop on one YouTube video and they've already talked about it, and I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, unfortunately, we're a little bit late to the game, so I think everything we're talking about has been touched on in some fashion. Well, I, this has not been touched on. Oh, let me hear it. it. So, in the trailer, so transitioning to Clint, Clint becomes Ronan in the trailer, right? Right. So, in the comics, during uh, Hawkeye's Ronan days, Clint hunts scrolls. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, he's in the. Yeah, because Ronan, I don't know if he debuted, but I know he's a big part of the Secret Invasion story arc. Correct. So, could he be doing that in Japan? And here is the information that I think not a lot of YouTube videos or other podcasts have mentioned. There's a casting call for an in-game. It called for extras who were okay wearing face prosthetics, a.k.a. scrolls. So, do you think Ronan, uh, Ronan Hawkeye, Clint... Jeremy Renner, whatever you like to call him, is in Japan hunting scrolls. So that would be interesting. I'm trying to like rationalize it and kind of pick clues it would, in it my would, head. It would also tie in to Captain Marvel, you know. It would. So I know we're thinking that. I know they're definitely laying the groundwork with scrolls. I think they are going to play a part, and we have seen that synopsis saying that. Avengers will have to deal with some sort of greater threat as well. So, I mean, if you're right, that could be a secret invasion is happening while all this Thanos stuff is going on. That could be something. I still don't know if that's too many. Like, that's secret invasion is a huge mystery in itself, you know, trying to pick apart who's actually human, who's a scroll. 
So that could be interesting. It, it, that's the biggest question right now is what is Hawkeye doing as Ronin in Japan, you know, of all places? Because I think the common idea, and I agree with this, and as horrible as it sounds, I hope it's true. I think all of Clint Barton's family is dusted away. Oh, why do you hope it's true? Because I did not like the implementation of Hawkeye having a family in this. It, to me, it, it like chained him down too much as a character. I could see why, but it was just like a Joss Whedon thing that I, it, it didn't do it for me. I know it was trying to like humanize him a little bit more and maybe make him a little bit more relatable. I don't know that that's necessarily what we needed. I think we just needed more screen time and so with him. With that being said, why can't he have a love interest? You know, Tony has Pepper. Bruce and Natasha have some kind of odd thing. Uh, it Steve had Peggy or Sharon. Um, you know, each person had their, you know, their other significant. Thor had uh, uh, Jane Foster. Each person had their own significant other. It's kind of grimy that you don't want bro to have some kind of like love interest. And uh, I think his wife survives and the kids die. I think they all go away. And here's the thing. I do want him to have a love interest. It should have stayed Black Widow from Avengers 1, the way that they were setting it up. And she's still walking around wearing that uh, arrow necklace. We've even seen set pictures from Avengers 4 of that. So I hope family's gone. Maybe they rekindle some of that romance. Because to me too, the Bruce Banner, Black Widow relationship doesn't make any sense either. I don't know what was going on for me. Pretty much all of the Joss Whedon romance stuff that he brought in to Avengers Age of Ultron, none of it worked. So that's just my I'm not thing. Gonna say none of it hmm? it, I'm not going to say none of it worked because it made sense when like uh, Natasha had to calm the Hulk down. You know, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Why wouldn't she? she you know, he, Hulk has some kind of, you know crush on her they had some kind of sexual tensions yeah sexual tension i get it so, and i know it works for a lot of people and i you know i've been fine with it i just think it could have been it could have been done better not necessarily that it had to be you know hulk and natasha was done wrong i just so, think it should have been i mean hulk has uh, betty ross that is usually his thing and i don't want to sound like oh i need all the comic you know, relationships to be, to be a thing, you know, I'm fine with them changing it up a little bit. It just seems so odd because in Avengers one, it seems set up that black widow and Hawkeye would be a thing, but now it's, now it's flipped. And I, I think that was all because, you know, Hawkeye didn't have a whole lot of character development. He wasn't very relatable. And, you know, after Avengers, people were kind of, he was like the joke Avenger. So, I appreciate them trying to change him up a little bit, but I think he just needs a, he could have used a show or a movie or something to really bring him up or a little bit more love. And I don't know. It's, it just seemed like the wrong move. I think Hawkeye works better as more of an independent guy, more as a, more of a lone wolf kind. So for all our weekly bugle listeners, um, my co-host here, Jesse loves, you know, that person to have everybody in their family die, kind of like the Punisher effect. He loves that on everybody, which we're kind of, kind of seeing here that he hopes <laughs> the same thing happens to Hawkeye, which I think he, uh, I think his wife stays alive and maybe she, you know, he blames himself for not going to help in that fight and kind of taking the house arrest thing. 
because if he would have done that, then, you know, his kids would still be around. And, you know, like you said in Avengers, Age of Ultron, you mentioned that. He does love his kids a lot. And you can clearly see how he reacts, how he acts with them in Endgame. So, if I'm not a father, you're not a father, so if we do have fathers out there listening, I'm sure they would, I'm not going to say react the same and just start killing Japanese people, but I'm sure they kind of uh, lose themselves um, if their children, child, or, yeah, children or ch- children were to die. And we see Hawkeye, when Steve's given this quote, uh, we lost all of us. We lost friends. We lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. And when he says we lost a part of ourselves, um, we lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. That's when we see, you know, Jeremy Renner in his Ronin outfit, which might want to add, looks badass. And his sword looks badass too. I'm glad it's not like an OG samurai sword. It has like a more modern take to it. I agree. I really like the look too. And I think they're really nailing the comic book look. He does look a lot more badass. And yeah, we, I went on a rant a little bit about Hawkeye's character development. I do like that they are now, you know, making him, he's more badass. Like he seems a lot more intimidating right here. And to your scroll point, you know, it, it may be still kind of reaching, but hey, maybe you're right. Maybe the kids dusted away or maybe, you know, the wife stayed alive, but it turns out she's a scroll. And now he's pissed off, and now he's hunting down squirrels, like you said, in Japan. Maybe. I don't know. It, that's a big great question for for me is, you know, obviously Ronin is more like of a Japanese like character, or, or, you know, just obviously Clint Barton's not Japanese, but just where he's his arc takes him. I just don't know why he would be in Japan, of all places, as Ronin. You know, why not? the states or because that's where he's hiding out with his family is he's like off the grid in the country somewhere so it just seems like a big transition so i i could see that that would be neat because ronan did come in secret invasion i just don't know if this movie can juggle scrolls and thanos well first off it's marvel so they can do anything. that's true second off I um I want to go back to Ronan and I want to I'm so happy that Hawkeye finally got a costume some kind of outfit because they've done my boy wrong. It has been. Don't you? Yeah. Think? They just gave him like, they just gave him like a shirtless vest like, tank in the first one. Yeah, vest, and then the second one he had like a duster or like a trench coat kind of thing. Like I'm just happy that my boy's finally getting done right. I agree. It always felt like there was something missing. So yeah, they're definitely getting it right here. So. Do you think he's going to go back to being Hawkeye? Like, do you think Ronan is just his darker persona and that he might, you know, take up Hawkeye again? Um, I think he will, but I think the real... Do you know how many uh, movies Renner has left on his contract? No, do you? After the... No, oh, I Oh, I thought you were, like, setting oh. it up to to say. Um, I don't. No, I, I don't. I, uh, because I'm interested to see if he has, like... Because what if this is his last one and like he ends with this Rona, Ronan persona? Yeah, let me see if I can. You know? I don't know if it's common knowledge or not, but um, yeah, it's. I hope not, and I really hope that with this whole Disney Plus thing going on, with you know characters that haven't gotten as much character 
development or movies of their own, getting their own TV show for at least a season. I think Hawkeye yeah. is the most deserving of that because he's the only Avenger that hasn't. I know Black Widow, but Black Widow's getting a movie. So it's, yeah, it's always just felt like Hawkeye has been kind of, you know, been pushed to the side, not getting the love that he needs. So I really hope that that keeps getting announced. It just seems like an obvious one, you know, as opposed to Loki or Scarlet Witch and Vision. All great choices. So, I'll watch those, but. So real yeah. quick, um, there isn't any kind of confirmation on his contract, but it is rumor. So on his contract, he for sure has a Hawkeye standalone movie, which doesn't seem very close to happening, which you just mentioned. Um, and he more than likely has one more movie after the upcoming. Endgame. Okay. Well, I, I'd be fine with that. I hope he has more to come because. So if he does, with that being said, he could be like this movie he's rolling in and he could, you know, have an, uh, go back to Hawkeye in the next. Movie. He could always renew, you know, they could, he could keep doing movies. So he's not necessarily has to be done. Right. You know, I'm sure Chris Hemsworth, if he gets his way, he's going to do that too. So, and I'm yes. sure, I, I don't think Jeremy Renner has a whole lot going on his, on his plate like he used to. So I would imagine that he would be up for it, especially if his character is being done right now. So I hope that. But with, with – Oh, sorry? I sound pretty upset you said my boy has nothing going on. I, I'm just as hurt about it as well. Jeremy Renner is one of my favorite actors, and I think he's been done wrong just in the industry in general. He was supposed to take over the Bourne series. Matt Damon decided to come back. And then supposed to take over Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise decides to come back. Hawkeye. Um, he does have something going on. He's in uh, Spawn next year. Is he really? That's official? It's on IMDb. I hope that's true. That would be cool. So, All yeah, right. I mean, that's maybe the other main franchise. But nothing that he's really leading. Like, I don't think he's yeah. going to be Spawn. No, he, uh, it's Jamie Foxx. Oh, okay. Well... Yeah, right. I'll have to look and check into that because that would be cool if they. Let's get back to this trailer. So one of the things if you uh, that happened in the trailer. Here, is... I still wanted to talk about Ronan real quick. Are you still on Ronan? No, no, go ahead. Go talk about Ronan. So I was just gonna say. So with that, you know, Black Widow shows up and is the one that finds him, and she looks undercover. So do you think chronologically in this movie this happens earlier or maybe towards the middle or later? that she ends up finding Ronan? Um, I think this has to happen early. Like, you have to... Um, well, this leads to my next point. You know, I'm not going to... I'm going to come back to this. But at least my next point when, like, Bruce Banner's watching the screens and they're looking at all the people that have either died or gone missing. Um, we see Shuri on there. We see Tom Holland, Peter Parker, and we also see uh, the last one being Scott Lang. And so, I think with them looking at you know, what heroes they have left, what people they can assemble to kind of, you know, reverse the effects. They, I don't know if they know that it is actually Clint, but I think they hear about, you know, this crazy badass samurai over in Japan taking out Yakuza, and they're like, okay, let's, uh, you know, let's go back and see if we can recruit this guy, and that's when they find out that he, it's, you know, their boy Hawkeye. So maybe like 30, 45 minutes into the movie, we get to see him? Maybe. I I think you're 
that that could very well be the case. That was one thing I was trying to figure out. The best idea that I have as to maybe how they're able to locate him is with different facial recognition technologies. We've seen them use that to find Bucky Barnes in Civil War when they were finding him in Berlin. What? He's wearing a mask. Not all the time. I don't think if you're killing Japanese people or anybody for that matter that you're going to be walking around with your face out. I don't think he's going to... He can't wear the mask 24-7. Imagine when he's out fighting people. I think at some point he's going to take his mask off. This is... This is purely an idea. This is the best I got as to how they're able to find him without him contacting them or them, you know, contacting him and telling him where he's at. Because it seems like he's on the run. He's kind of wanting to do his own thing. I imagine a reason that he takes up the Ronin persona instead of, you know, just being like a dark Hawkeye is, or at least I have a couple ideas, is maybe he doesn't want to maybe Hawkeye is more of like a lighter version and Avenger. He doesn't want to taint that. Cause it seems like now he's out killing perhaps. And, or it could be that the Avengers didn't stop the snap. So maybe the Avengers aren't very popular right now. Maybe general Ross is still hunting them down. E- even with everything that's gone on. So he's probably on the run. We did talk about, you know, him being on house arrest so, in which I doubt he's going to just chill on house arrest now that everything's happened, especially if his family got dusted. But um, yeah, I could imagine that maybe that's why, because yeah, it, it seems like Cap and Widow are still relatively underground. I mean, they're at Avengers headquarters. Avengers headquarters looks like it's nobody's there. It's just them and maybe Thor, which we talk about. Yeah, and Thor. But um, but yeah, so I think. That's the purpose of Ronan taking on a new persona would just be maybe just to conceal himself more and not be Hawkeye in Japan. I, I like that idea. I hadn't thought of that. Um, the, the, I really, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I just, I was going to say, I really think it's going to be the, uh, them scouting out new heroes kind of thing where they need more heroes. Maybe it just seems like, I mean, half the population is gone word of mouth from like Japan to them, especially when they're kind of like hiding out. I don't know. I mean, it could be on the news. Who who knows? It just seems like there's so much going on. That would be. So what if, what if it happens? Like I said, you know, where they, it takes place right after it ends, they go back and then it's a five year jump, you know, five years down the line, you can start tracking who has, who is, uh, who survived the snap. What kind of hero survived? What can this person do versus that person? So if it is like a time jump, even if it's weeks, like you said, it's still easier to find if it's, you know, four weeks later after the decimation and you hear about this badass samurai chopping Yakuza up. Yeah, maybe. I I could see it happening in a sense. I just don't know that it's the way it could go. It very well could happen just because we, we have no evidence for or against any of these. So it, it just seems like there's got to be something. I could totally see them trying to use some sort of facial recognition to spot someone somewhere, and it would make sense that that wouldn't be able to find you know, the dead characters as well. Maybe that's also how Scott Lang gets pulled up on their surveillance, even though that still has its own holes in it. It's, it's tough to put these pieces together. 
But um, I agree with you that I do think this happens earlier in the movie, earlier-ish, because we still see, as you've mentioned, a lot of Captain America and Black Widow on their own. So if they got Hawkeye really early on, it would be weird that he's not on these missions with them. Well, Hawkeye, I, I mean, it was Steve, Natasha, Bruce, and also Thor. Right, I think but those in, are the um, ones that I agree. Gonna, I think they all went back to the Avengers uh, headquarters. I agree with you. My thing is, is we just don't see Bruce Banner or Thor in like that Quinjet scene, you know, where we talked about Captain America and his Winter Soldier outfit. And it's, we really just don't see, we see Thor in that one scene where he's sitting and we see Bruce Banner, you know, sad about all the missing persons. But that's, that's it. Everything else is Cap with Natasha. You know, when the surveillance footage pops up of Scott Lang, it's Cap and Natasha. So I know they've been laying low for quite a while, and I'm sure they still are. But I get the feeling that everybody else is kind of going out and doing their own thing. I imagine Thor's not sitting around for long. I think he's... I don't know, man. Thor looked kind of bummed out. Like, Thor looked... Thor, honestly, like... I know Infinity War, like Thor had everything against him because of how Ragnarok ends with his his father dying. He had to kill his sister, destroy his home. Right. And the way Infinity War starts off, um, his brother dies in front of him, or stepbrother, whatever you want to call him. Loki dies in front of him, and then Heimdall gets stabbed. Like, Thor has, like, this is like Thor's first actual time where he actually got to grieve. I think we're going to kind of see, like, you know, Thor's always Thor's kind of become a comedian, especially after Ragnarok kind of changed his whole outlook on it. And I feel like he's going to be like, we're going to see a different side of Thor and Chris Hemsworth's acting is going to get pushed to the limit because, like I said, he's, he like this is his first time where he actually gets to grieve. And not only does he grieve for his immediate family, but he now has to grieve for, you know, Tony because Tony's died. He doesn't know where Tony's at. He has to grieve for other Avengers that have died and Vision, Scarlet Witch, they lost. Like this is his I don't I don't think Thor's had a time in his fifteen hundred years of living that he's he's lost like this. I think he's just sitting there grieving, honestly. I think in that moment he's definitely sitting there grieving, but just in that moment, because if you're Thor, I imagine you're thinking, you know, okay, we lost here. I've lost a lot of friends and you know, the people that I see around me are doing their own thing. I have, you know, we know that like half of the Asgardian population managed to escape before Thanos arrived on their ship. Including Valkyrie. Right. So I imagine Thor's next move is to go check on them and help them out because that's a whole nother population, his race, that are going to be needing well, his help yeah. too. So I would think that's where he's going next and why we don't see that him. That brings up a question. So, after this has happened, does Thor piece everybody out and just like, hey, I'm going to go do this and look for my people. I know this happened to Earth, but like, peace out, Girl Scouts. I'm out. Like, is he leaving now? Is that what you're saying? No, I think he'll be back. I think he is leaving to go check on them and make sure that they're okay. <laughs> but I think it's one of those scenarios. He's still an Avenger. I mean, if Cap has some sort of plan and some sort of answer... I'm sure there's some sort of way, I would hope that they have some sort of way to contact, or maybe he'll come back. 
because he has that Bifrost so, Stormbreaker. He can go wherever the hell he wants and really quickly. So are you saying that he's putting his people, his Asgardian people, before the people on Earth? Probably, because all the people on Earth, he knows how they're doing. Like, they're either dead or they're picking up the pieces. He has no idea what's going on with Asgard, and he's essentially Odin now. You know, he's the leader. So, yeah, I would I would go check on him, too. Be like, okay, what's going on? That's interesting. What, are you saying that I'm a bad person? No, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand if Thor leaves to go to his, his people because, you know, like you said, he is their Odin now. He's their king. He has to protect his people and whatnot. But, you know, uh, I forget if it was Avengers 1 or Thor when he says, you know, Earth is basically under his protection. So it kind of like he's getting spread really thin right here because he has to look out for his people. But Earth, like he said, is under his protection. So he has to protect Earth and, you know, do what's best for Earth, but as well as Asgard or what's left of Asgard. So now I guess he has to sit there and realize or think what comes first. What do I need to put A over B? Yeah, and I think it's got to be Asgard. I mean, life goes on on Earth. You know, they're not in a ship drifting through space like Iron Man, you know, that you don't know where do those think, are. Do you think he thinks that this only affected Earth or has this affected the universe? Because this it does affect the universe, but do you think he's thinking like that? I think so because he seems pretty knowledgeable on the scale that Thanos is. And uh, it seems like he's pretty knowledgeable about everything that Thanos is doing and the snap and... So I think he's aware of that, especially from, you know, Gamora was talking about that. I can't remember if she specifically mentioned that while Thor was around, you know, about how Thanos could snap yeah, his finger. Was, was Thor there? So yeah. so he would know, but I think he, he has to go check on them because he's trying to get them, you know, somewhere uh, as guardians. He's trying to get them somewhere safe. I'm assuming probably where Odin, you know, drifted away. So yeah. that's what I think he Thor's up to. He may try to try to get some better equipment or maybe hunt for Thanos once all the Asgardians are safe. So I, I think he's going to be doing his own thing. You remember in Age of Ultron when he left Barton's house so he could go, you know, track down Infinity Stones or learn more about different things. So yeah, at the that, that seems to be his his method. Now what's interesting is I wonder if if Rocket's gone with him. Yes, that's it. That leads us to another point. Where is Rocket? Do you think Rocket's like, man, we lost, and you know, I'm going back to space because that's what all I've known. Because, or do you think he's going to stay there and he's going to stick it out with them because he's not an Avenger, but you know, he did suffer this loss with the Avengers. I could believe it because, well, first off, he's stranded on Earth. Uh aside from Thor, Thor would be his only method of transportation out of there. And I would assume that he would know that as far as rockets aware, the only one that's dusted away is Groot. He has no idea about Gamora or Star-Lord, Drax, any of them. So I would think that would be on his radar would be to group up with them and see if they're okay. Cause even, you know, as hard of an exterior as rocket has, he cares a lot for the guardians. So I'd imagine that would be his next thing. There has also been a leak talking about how Hulk and Rocket become best friends, which makes me believe, okay, is he 
there the whole time? Does he go away and come back? So if that is true, if him and you know Hulk become buddy buddy, that to me would be more of a later thing because Hulk's not doing a damn thing at this moment. I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like Rocket and Thor hit it off really well. I don't know how I feel if uh, if a Rocket and Hulk would hit it off too much. Well, they're both seen as odd creatures on Earth, I would imagine. No, no, I understand that. I just don't know how I feel about that. Like in the sense that you think it's a weird pairing or... Yeah, 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 weird pairing. Don't, I, I don't like that. Pairing? I think that's the the point is, you know, we have this big, all these characters from all these different movies in this one movie together. And in the comics, they usually interact. So I, I know they've the, the filmmakers have said that they wanted to have different interactions that you wouldn't usually expect, you know, especially, you know, for example, Nebula and Iron Man. You know, that's hey, one well, I would have never thought of. Um, just to, yeah, I've never thought of that either. But Rocket never becomes an Avenger. Oh, yeah, I'm not – I'm just saying he's a guardian, I know, but I mean no, from all these different movies. No, no, I know that, but, like, you know, Thor has become a guardian before in the comics, and, you know, people do, do – Spider-Man was part of the Fantastic Four for a limited time. So right. people join other alliances. I just want to clarify for our Weekly Bugle podcast listeners that Rocket never joined the uh, any kind of adventure. He's always been part of the Guardians. Right, fair enough. But I would still like to see interactions between Rocket and the the Avengers. No, no, I, I would like to see how that goes. No, I know you're just clarifying, just so you know, yeah. just so that. But um, I am interested in the idea of combinations that I wouldn't typically picture because those were some of the most fun in Infinity War. Like Bucky and Rocket were really fun. Um, I'm really interested in Nebula and Iron Man. I'm trying to think of other. I see what you're saying. Weird ones, but. I see what you're so saying. I think it could be fun. Um, I'd like to see like uh, Okoye and uh, Valkyrie or something. Because both yeah, of see, those right. would be... I think those would all be fun ones. And I'm sure we'll see more of Valkyrie too. So Thor leaving and getting some Asgardian help would make sense. I know Sebastian Stan, I think he accidentally leaked in an interview that he was on screen with pretty much everybody at one point. Oh, yes. I remember yeah, because he was even talking about Janet Van Dyne. He was, you know, doing a, a fight or some sort of scene where she was there too. So that's got to be and like towards the end of Avengers 4. And um, also while we're talking about combinations, have you seen the theory that uh, we talked about that fake trailer scene of Hulk running yes. with everyone in Wakanda? Have you seen the theory that that could be from Avengers 4, that they go back in time? to the Wakanda fight, but now Hulk's there, Captain Marvel's there, and Bro. this was just like a cut scene. I'm so upset because you never listened to me. I when? Said, when did you say that? I said this after Infinity War came out. So for our Weekly Bugle listeners, Jesse and I, of course, talk outside of this podcast. So before we started this podcast, after Infinity War, I mentioned it to you. I was like, man, you know, it's really weird we didn't see that scene in the movie at all. And I said, well, what if that scene is a hint to what happens in Avengers 4? And that scene is from Avengers 4. I don't remember you saying this at all. I think you're just making stuff up now. No, no. Like up your credibility. No, I swear. Bruh, you can go back and listen to podcasts where I've said stuff, and then I mentioned a couple a couple podcasts later, and you say, uh, I don't remember that. I can believe that. My memory is pretty bad. 
and we talk about a lot in pretty rapid succession. But um, okay, fair enough. I'll trust you. I'm just all right. Do you think that's a reasonable rumor or or not? Yes, I think it is. Or I I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's gonna happen. And uh, just because I did mention it before, but I have to go back way back in time in our text messages to do this to show you that. But I, that's mm-hmm. for another day. Now I hope it's wrong. <laughs> before I was on on for it. Now oh. I just I can't stand more Tyler was right conversations. So wow, that's grimy. So Siri uh, <laughs> is missing. You know, they can't find her. Um, last time we saw, is it Shuri? It's Shuri, isn't it? Yeah, Shuri. Shuri's missing. Last time we saw her in Infinity War was when she was trying to take the stone out of Vision, and she kind of got blasted by one of... Uh, uh, and, go ahead. Oh, um, Corvus Glaive. There you go. I'll, I'll say Corvus Glaive, a.k.a. one of them, Thanos' goons. Black Order. The Black Order goon squad. And so... Um, it was it was rumored that she becomes leader of Wakanda, but with them, uh, with basically the end of Infinity War being in Wakanda and her being missing, uh, I I don't know where she's at now. Just to clarify for our podcast listeners, she the actress did clarify that she did survive the decimation, so I just don't know where could she be. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I don't know if. I don't know why she would leave intentionally to go underground for some reason. But what purpose would that like? That's the thing is I don't, I don't know. I don't know that she's necessarily like next in line to lead. I imagine M'Baku would be the one it's leading Baku Wakanda right now. Nope. Never mind. I'm not, I'm wrong. He's alive. I apologize. I have yeah. a list. I have a list of all the people who survived. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was just looking at that not too long ago too, but um, yeah, I think, it's, I would assume M'Baku is the one that's in charge right I now. I don't think so. M'Baku lost the challenge at the waterfall to T'Challa, and T'Challa being the king again, I feel like it would fall next to the sister. At least she would have to go and prove herself in the challenge. At yeah, but the, she's not beating M'Baku. Uh, you never know, man. She could be swifty and nifty. She's good with her technology, but it just seemed like M'Baku's their next best like challenger. Yeah, because really it was ranking. It was like Killmonger and Black Panther, and you know then Mbaku. So you I, have, but you have to look at like not who's gonna only like lead in a fight, but who's going to lead as like the better king or queen. Who's gonna lead oh, their country? I totally the- agree. But that's how Wakanda bases everything is based off of the fighting, and even in that movie they were saying this is kind of a, you know it's not a great tradition anymore. I mean, I guess talking about it now, Black Panther. You know, the whole Killmonger scenario was evidence that their methods of choosing a leader are outdated. So it could be that they've learned from the whole Killmonger scenario and are more yeah. open to Shuri. But, I mean, if she's missing anyway, that takes her off the table for me, and that still leaves M'Baku. Or, you know, maybe maybe Shuri's mom. But I think they need a male leader, don't they? Yes. They, uh, I don't know if it has to be a male leader. I don't know either. I know they... They invest a lot into warriors, and so it's typically the males. I mean, they could have a female. I don't know. If Shuri's missing, though, because they were all in Wakanda, so I'm sure they kind of did like a head count and checked to see, and I'm sure they went straight to Shuri. Shuri's mother did survive. Right, she did. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. She survived. Um, So she could be 
controlling everything. Like she could be the leader for right now. But um, yeah, very good possibility. Because I'm I'm sure Mbaku is still the leader of his tribe as he was. I'm just assuming that the tribes after all of this are going to come together and unite as one, as one Wakanda. And so, I mean, it's obviously it's a speculation. I guess we don't have to argue a whole lot about it, but the question is, I guess, where is Shuri? And I would, I would be surprised that she would leave all of her tech when she could be helping. Uh, I don't know. I, I really didn't have an answer for that question that I proposed. I was hoping you could better leave me with it. That's the best I got. I mean, it's it really feels like we're missing so many pieces, and a lot of the answers that we do have come from leaks and just little things from the trailers. So there's not a whole lot of evidence to go on. Shuri surprised me because I did not expect to see her face missing. I mean, heck, maybe her face is Doctor in the trailer, and she's not missing. You know, maybe it's just supposed to send us running with our heads cut off. So I like that a lot. Maybe I like that. It could be. Yeah. I mean, who knows? And just for our listeners, her face could be seen. Like, it's really like a blink and you miss it right before Peter Parker's face. Um, if you blink, you'll miss it. But it's literally right before Peter's face on the screen. Right. And I've, I think I saw a theory saying that all of those faces could be like doctors. Yeah, or it didn't make sense because the argument was that Bruce Banner wasn't aware of a Spider-Man or an Ant-Man. And that Shuri would probably be the only one that he would recognize, but he seems to get sad during the Ant-Man and Spider-Man part. So people are saying, okay, well, those two must be wrong, because why would he care? My argument to that is that he's been watching a long list of missing persons in that room, and it's just like too many, and at that moment he gets sad. It doesn't really matter as much as Ant-Man and Spider-Man. That, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, I actually, you know... Um, cause he does know of Ant-Man and he knows of Spider-Man because in Infinity War, he goes, wait, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man or Spider-Man and an Ant-Man. Right. So he knows of them. I just don't think he knows what they're, you know. Yeah. He wouldn't be sentimental towards them. Like he hasn't met them. He's only heard their names. So it, yeah, it wouldn't make a big difference for him. Not enough that he would get emotional at seeing Peter Parker's face. I think it's just the the quantity of how many heroes also it's interesting that on those missing faces it's there's like not code names or anything it's all like their secret identities i don't know i, yeah, I think that they would want to be kind of secretive about that so do you have anything else do you have anything else for the um that you want to talk about with this trailer uh yeah um what we you- still need to talk about ant-man in general and yeah um yeah i i think for the for the trailer itself i think we've hit a lot of the main beats definitely ant-man is the next one that we really need to dive into because he's really the big part of it no you're right ant-man is a big part of it uh how's he get so before in ant-man the movie the very first ant-man he actually got out of the quantum realm by himself but you know i understand he has a new suit he doesn't have that whole emulator thing to switch it out so how is he going to get out this time? That's the thing. If it's if that regulator's broken, where I assume he would have a, a fixed suit now, he wasn't in the same broken suit because some time had passed at that post-credit scene for him. 
I would assume that he could just do the same thing. Well, Hank Pym said that he changed it to where that I guess that couldn't happen again. I don't know. Yeah, Scott where Lang. They that later. Scott Lang is the weirdest part of this trailer because there's so many odd variables with him. So, for example, first off, I'm sure if people have watched other videos or maybe even other podcasts, it's been noticed that in the video feed where Scott Lang shows up in the top left-hand corner, it says archive, as in this is an old video. It's not happening in the moment. It's, you know, a, a past recording, which, you know, further to that, Cap, Cap asked if, um, what did he ask exactly? What was the line? Basically saying, is this, you know, old or something? And Natasha says that it's the front gate. So I would be willing to bet that in the actual cut of this movie, there's a date on that video feed. But for us, that's taken out because I would probably give more answers. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting because he's also there with his van, which yeah. So if so, the idea at first was that okay he ended up back in time and was able to go back to the, you know, Avengers headquarters and try to meet up with them. But if he did that, how would he have the van? So he would have to escape in the same place where he, where he entered back in the end of uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. And then he would have to drive all the way to Avengers headquarters, which he knows how to get to Avengers headquarters because he went there in Ant-Man 1 on accident, or he didn't know that it was Avengers. So he knows how to get there. I'm assuming that in the van there is the quantum tunnel still. So there's no denying he's going to be a big part and the quantum realm is going to play a part once they track down Scott Lang. But I don't think he's in the present at their front door. And so that's kind of where a lot of the the issues come into play is if it is in the moment... Also, it, I looked, and it said that that recording at the bottom left, it had, like, a time for how long, like, this recording had been playing of Ant-Man or how long it had been going. And it said 13 minutes was where we see it in the trailer. Now I don't know about you, but asking to be let in, like, or saying hi to a camera, I, like, I do that within, like, the first five minutes at the longest, and I get out. So 13 minutes is a long time to just kind of be hanging out there. Well, you have to realize, like, when he got out, there wasn't, you know, Hank or Janet or uh, the Wasp. I forget her real name. It is uh, Hope. Yep, Hope. So, so when, with that being said, like, you know, these are, this is the next set of people that he knows is the Avengers. Right. So he's going to, like, I guess, hey, can you help me figure out what happened to my peeps kind of thing? So... I think that's why he went there. And even if he had to wait for like half an hour, because what if they're out on a mission kind of thing? So, you know, you never know when they could possibly be coming back. And we've seen tech where stuff goes invisible, like the shield helicopter, helipad, or whatever you want to call it. Right. But for how Scott gets out, I think he gets himself out of there. Um, One thing that in Ant-Man and Wasp we saw uh, that, post-credit scene was janet said told him not to go into time vortex it made sure to tell us that part so i feel like a time vortex is very important of uh like a key phrase or key whatever and i think maybe he used the time vortex to get out because he needs to get out now 
with that being said, also another thing um, kind of proves our points from earlier in this podcast is we talked about how some might take place in future. Um, there was a casting call for his daughter to play and get an older role, a uh, role for his daughter. So it's going to, uh, she's going to be a little bit older when he comes back. Did you hear about that casting call? Yeah, I did. And that's still, that's still interesting to me because we could get a few different time jumps with him. It would, it would make sense to me that if he did go through like a time vortex of some sort, or he's able to do any kind of time travel, he might accidentally end up in the future and see this like future group of Avengers and maybe in like a different world, but he would still have to go into the past. I mean, maybe he does go into the future. Maybe Cassie's there and she's able to say, Hey, we've figured out how to like, you know, here's a, easy to use regulator for when you're in the quantum realm or something. I mean, who knows? So, cause we still see from that, the set photos, you remember from like Avengers one where Ant-Man is there, they all have that thing on their hand that looks like some sort of dial or yeah, regulator travel. similar yeah. to Ant-Man's suit. So we still don't know what exactly those are or what they do, but that I would imagine that would be some way to control where they're going or like time periods. Yeah, no. So I don't know. I I like the idea of them going to the future and seeing future Avengers. I think that'd be really cool just visually to see this kind of alternate reality of the future. But yeah, it's it's tough to predict because we would have no idea where exactly Scott's going to get spit out of if he goes into a time vortex and assuming that, you know, pops him out somewhere reasonable. Also, I've seen a lot of people saying that when Scott shows up at the Avengers headquarters, like that he's you know, aware of what time period it is. I don't know. Scott's so goofy. I feel like he's just kind of wandered there. He doesn't really know what the hell's going on. So he he could be there in like the 80s and have no idea and just assume that they're all there. I don't know. I mean, I guess, what are your thoughts? Because I'm kind of ranting. Um, no, I, I, I think to, uh, Scott does know what time error zone that he's, that he's in. Um, I think that's a very important part of it. Um, but... Uh, I think I I've, I don't know I don't have anything else to say about Scott. I just think his character is going to be very important, especially for this movie, because we have kind of a more depressing, darker tone with everybody being dead and people that are alive. We still think they're dead. Like Cat, Tony doesn't know Steve's alive. Steve doesn't know if Tony's alive. So I think with all this, it's just going to be like a very depressing movie, and we're going to need a little bit of Scott Lang, Paul Rudd to kind of keep the tone alive and you know hit a couple one-liners that Marvel's so known for, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? No, that does make sense. He's he's great comedic relief, and they are going to need that, because I think the movie is going to follow the tone of this trailer and start off really bleak and grim, yeah. but as it goes and they start to develop more of a plan, I think it'll get more optimistic and more fun. Yeah, I agree. And more epic overall. So that's what that's what I'm expecting the overall tone to be. But... um. But yeah, I agree Scott is going to be a very big part of this. And I still don't know how exactly. There's there's so many variables at play. I'm really anxious to see the next trailer. Whoever, Whenever we get that. Yeah, about the when do you think it's coming out? I would assume around Captain Marvel. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I agree. And that gives it a, a few months. I mean, that'll be... I think once Captain Marvel comes out, that'll be around the time that they're going to really amp up because uh, 
this comes out in April. Avengers comes out in April, so a month after Captain Marvel. So, I mean, shoot, maybe we'll get something in, like, February. I know I've heard some people think of maybe the, the Super Bowl. Oh. Could be another one of those. I can't remember when they dropped their second trailer last year for Infinity War, because I know the first one was around this time, I think, in November. And then I think they may have had a, a Super Bowl, or at least around there. I don't remember exactly. Maybe that was Black Panther. So, real quick, but, on IMDb, they have the ancient one listed as an actress in the Endgame movie. What role is she going to play? Probably the ancient one. Well, obviously, bro. But with that being said, like, is she going to be, like, have an important role? That's what I'm meaning. I would assume she'd be kind of a voice of wisdom. And it would only make sense for Doctor Strange to talk to her, right? It would, but he's dead. So who? Well, but we don't know when. So is she. So we don't know when exactly they're going to pop up. I'm assuming it's going to be... And I, I don't know how they're gonna. This might not. She might not even be in the movie. She could just be like something that's rumored. I just know I saw her on there, and I wanted to mention it to you on this podcast to see what you had to. No, I remember seeing that too. I mean, I've seen a lot of rumors about different actors that we wouldn't expect to see in this. I mean, uh, Quicksilver is one of them. We talked about Crossbones. You mentioned Ancient One. I know there's plenty of others that we could potentially run across and I hope that we run across them because it would be really cool to see these different callbacks. Well, crossbow I just for sure going to happen. Um I, the ancient one I'm so skeptical about just because we don't know for sure. Crossbones he's he's actually Frank has actually came out and said it. Peggy's been rumored. Uh like you said there has been many rumors. Right. But I know I just saw that one and I thought that one was really interesting because with Strange being dead, she has no link to anybody else. Maybe she talks to Thanos and says, no, what are you doing? Maybe. I I would be surprised if she wasn't tied to Doctor Strange in some way or maybe had some sort of wisdom for somebody. It could even be for Wong. You know, oh, I'm sure we'll yeah. see Wong I, show up. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be in the movie. I, that's a, I completely, I mentioned, I'm the one who mentioned Wong originally too, and I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where Wong is at this point. I don't even know if we for sure know that he hasn't been dusted away. I would be surprised if he did. Um, Wong sure has been confirmed around. to be alive. He is? Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what Wong's role will be because I don't know. Another character that I'm wondering what's going on with is uh, War Machine. Yes. Rhodes. Um Yeah. I mean, he's obviously going to go back with the Avengers to the uh, Avengers headquarters, but what role is he going to play is like the question I guess you're asking. Yeah, that's the thing because that's why I keep going back to we've seen a lot of Cap and Natasha in a lot of scenes, but you would assume that they would be working with these other Avengers that are still around. You know, I, I know excluding Rocket, he's not an Avenger, but... You know, that whole group that was alive together, you know, why is Thor not with them? Why is War Machine not with them? You know, where's Rocket? It just makes me think that some time has passed. They were all together for a little bit, and then they kind of went and veered off and did their own thing. I could assume that War Machine went and tried to help the government set things up. Yeah. Because he seems to be working with the government quite a lot. So well, that, that may be his role. Right. But, I mean, he... he 
he could, he's obviously sided with Cap before in Infinity War. You know, he basically told General Ross to F off that he wasn't going to arrest Captain America. So I, I don't know what he's doing. I would expect he's looking for Iron Man in some capacity, even though I'm, I'm sure that's not going to pan out for him because he's just not going to have that the resources for that. Or he's probably helping the military in some way after everything. Yeah, more than likely. Um, I think you're right there. I think he hit the nail on the coffin that he is helping the military. There's a few people that, you know, we just don't have ideas on what they're doing with Rhodes being one, Rocket, Valkyrie, Mabaku. Uh, the Grandmaster was, uh, is alive. He's been confirmed. How- well, kind of. Didn't Jeff Goldblum just say that he's alive? Like, it's not... Fully confirmed. I think if the actor or actress say they're alive, I think it's you know it's a good sign. Yeah, I I would I guess I would expect him. Jeff Goldblum's just so eccentric. Yeah, I just don't trust that he like fully knows what's going on all the time. But um, I could I would be surprised if the Grandmaster got dusted away anyway, just because he's so, you know, like yeah. Omega level. Aunt, Aunt May is alive. Pepper Potts, Eric Selvig, uh, Darcy, Jane Foster. Um, remember that commercial? Jane Foster, they said, got dusted away. I think the Russo said that Jane Foster got a, a well, dusted away. I have her on my confirmed list, but regardless, remember that Thor commercial where it's like, worst Thor during the Civil War, and he's like living with that guy named Daryl? Oh, yeah, 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 Daryl. Daryl's still alive. Uh, Great. <laughs> I can sleep now. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted our, our Weekly Bugle listeners to know that Daryl is alive and confirmed. But yeah, there, I, there's a lot of Eric, people that are, you know, are alive still. Did you see, um, I think there was a prequel comic that came out about how Eric Selvig might be pretty important in this. Yes. So did you also see that Eric Selvig had in uh, Thor Dark World on, on the back, uh, blackboard he had like important note, uh, days of Avengers that he had known about because of Loki hitting him with the scepter, the space scepter? Right, right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember him having that board. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up. Maybe that's another place. Thor, in Age of Ultron, went to Selvig first. And yeah. Selvig was the one that was able to help him with the stones and set him on that path. So Yeah, Selvig's yeah. always been like, a, uh, not a father figure because he's had Odin, but he's always been like a, a guy he seeks wisdom from. Yeah, yeah, Selvig's... Yeah, the smart guy. Like his his Selvig is his guy in the chair, basically. Yes. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Thor went to him again and yeah, maybe they were able to get Selvig on board and help him out. So I could see that happening. I don't know as much about Darcy being a, a big part. No, she, I don't know. I think she she's just his assistant. Yeah, they may be palling around. But um yeah, at Selvig I've I always forget about him because I we haven't really seen a whole lot of him. No, not so. since uh, the first Avengers, or at least Dark World, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Um, or I guess maybe Age of Ultron, so if you went and saw him. Yeah, but I yeah, think uh, I think this is it. I think we've hit everything for this uh, this Avengers in-game trailer, which I just want to point out again that I did get in-game correct. We have hit everything and nothing. Notice how I transition very quickly from that, that what you were talking about what 
from you talking about uh never mind so yeah i yeah i think there's i could i think we could talk for days about this and still not really get very far i think there's some pretty common theories that people have primarily like the quantum realm and you know all of that there's a lot of mystery still up in the air especially with how distrustful we are with the trailer showing us what's actually in the film um yeah so i don't know i'm i'm eagerly anticipating another trailer and who knows if that'll answer more i am happy though i do like that we don't have all the answers from this trailer you know it's it's tough to speculate on but i want ultimately to go into this movie with a lot of surprises so i am excited about that and i think it's I think it's going to capitalize on that. Yeah, definitely. I I completely agree. We we uh we went into this, you know, not knowing anything, relieving not knowing anything. So it's just we're playing that waiting game now till uh when it comes out so that we can uh you know get all our answers our answers answered, and who knows we still might not get them all answered. Yeah, pretty much. And hopefully we're we're still waiting on that Spider-Man trailer. I've been seeing yeah. descriptions are coming up online. I haven't read any of them yet cuz I want to like see it for myself. Yes, and there was that leaked picture that we we shouldn't discuss. It wasn't leaked, it was released, but it was an official. Yeah. But yeah, we can talk about that when we talk about Spider-Man if we yeah. ever get to see that trailer uh, anytime soon. So yeah, I don't know what our next podcast episode will be just because Things have just been popping up out of the woodworks. Captain Marvel and Avengers trailer. So I'm assuming Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And, uh, I, I don't. Spider-Man. They released the trailer in Brazil, like a uh, little, like uh, something in Brazil. With yeah, trailer. like a little screening or something. Yeah. So and that's when it was shown. Um, so hopefully we get to see it sometime this upcoming week. We should be. Yeah, definitely before Spider Verse, because I'm imagining it's playing the trailers with Spider Verse. When that comes out, are you gonna see Spider Verse, Tyler? No, uh, I don't know. I'm not really into animated stuff. For real, it's getting so many great reviews. No, I I understand that, but I'm just not a big animated person. Like when everybody kept loving Family Guy, I got off the Family Guy bandwagon, and uh, I don't watch much animated stuff. Yeah, I usually I don't either, but I think this is gonna be an exception just because I'm hearing how good it is, and it well, does seem like really good. Well, animation. I'll, I'll do this. Podcast listeners, go on our Weekly Bugle Facebook fan page and like it. And say if you want a podcast about Spider-Verse. If you guys want a podcast about the Spider-Verse, I will go and watch it. Actually, but, that would be that would actually be really helpful. Not just for, you know, the Facebook page, but because I'm not going to be able to convince Tyler myself that's just inevitable. He's way too stubborn. So, Absolutely. yeah, if you guys, yeah, so you, you guys, guys can help me out. If you guys want a podcast about that, or if you want me to go watch it, let us know on the podcast Facebook page. So go like that. Give that thing a big smashing the like button. Uh, anything else you want to add just before we sign up? Um, no, I'm going to see Spider-Verse. So, y'all, wait, when I see that, I'll probably see it on Monday, I think. I so. not Venom yet. You haven't seen Venom? Well... Uh, I, I don't I can't fault you too much there. It's not like a groundbreaking like ten out of ten movie. I did so, know Ricky Ralph breaks the internet though. Yeah, 
we're probably not going to talk about that one. I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph yet. But, but yeah, I don't know. So we will still be here next Saturday talking about something. Hopefully Spider-Man, the trailer. Hopefully talking about Spider-Verse at some point too, but we'll see if, uh, if Tyler's game. But um, yeah, I think that's all for Avengers for today. I'm sure more news and everything will come out as the days go on. So we'll probably talk about it a lot more as we lead up to April, which I can't wait for. But um, yeah, anything else you want to mention, Tyler? Or anything you need to plug? Uh, yeah, go follow me on YouTube.com slash Tyler Johnson Vlogs. I lost some subscribers, and I'm upping my content on there. Coming back strong, and my YouTube grind is back for real. That's what's up. And yeah. uh, also, I don't think we've ever, we have an, an email address that you can send questions to if you're not you know, one for Facebook. Yeah. So uh, do you want to give them that email address, Tyler? Weekly Bugle Podcast at Gmail. W-E-E-K-L-Y Bugle B-U-G-L-E Podcast P-O-D-C-A-S-T One word at gmail.com. Yep. So you can reach out to us in either of those formats and you can ask us questions uh, and yeah, if you ask us questions, we'll be sure to read them on the podcast and discuss them like we did last week for Josh Taylor. Thank you again for your question. Oh, well, you keep saying his whole name. He said I could say his whole name. It's cool. It's but, all um, good. All right. I check the podcast email every other day. So if you guys email, we will get to you guys on the next podcast. Yep. And I check the Facebook. So you can reach out to us there and we hope to talk to you soon. Peace out.